and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. On today's episode, we are continuing our deeper dive into the Workforce Housing Task Force. Today we have with us Ruth Larson. Ruth is the chairman of the James City County Board of Supervisors and representative for the Berkeley District. Welcome, Ruth. Thank you, Renee. How are you? I am good. Now, you are a old pro at this, aren't you? Uh, well, I'd like to think so. Yes. So, but I thank you for doing these podcasts. I think they're really important. Well, great. Well, I'm glad you joined us again. Thank you. And I'm not sure about the use of the old pro. Oh, no, no, no. Maybe no. a veteran. A veteran. Yeah. Oh, that sounds better. Okay. Veteran. Yes. I, I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We also have with us Greg Storer. Greg is the president and chief executive officer of Williamsburg Landing, a life plan community that offers residents an independent lifestyle complemented by comprehensive on-site health. Welcome, Greg. Thank you. Good morning. So glad you could join us. Thank you again. I appreciate it. Well, great. Well, let's talk about Workforce Housing Task Force. First of all, what is it that drew you to want to be involved with the task force? We'll start with you, Greg. Oh, it was one of the larger employers in James City County. Uh, workforce really affects how we operate our business and provide services to our residents. And when we can't recruit and retain a viable workforce, it has drastic effects on our operation and the lives of the people that we serve. And so I was very interested in, as relatively new to James City County, only been here two years now, I was very interested in getting involved and seeing how we could make this work because it really does affect what we do on a daily basis. All right. And where was it that you came to us from? I came from Ohio. Ohio. And did you see similar situations with workforce housing in Ohio that we do here in James City? We did. I think uh, we lived east of Cleveland area. And so housing, affordable housing was a big issue in the Cleveland area, still is to this day, I think getting better. But having been in healthcare my entire career and providing services to seniors, we have to have the right amount of people uh, with the right skill sets. And when you can't get them, it makes it very difficult to do that. All right. How about you, Ruth? What drew you to the Workforce Housing Task Force? Well, I think exactly what Greg just said, of course, as my role on the Board of Supervisors, that's very concerning. Uh, The diversity of our community. You know, I want to make sure that we are able to provide a safe and healthy housing for all of our citizens. I don't want to see people having to work here and then travel down 64 to be able to live. I think my years on the school board also showed me the importance of housing for students and what the impact has on their education. So that concerned me as well. And then frankly, my own upbringing. Uh, My parents divorced when I was two years old. My mom and I lived with my grandmother on and off, depending on our housing situation. And so having lived a little bit of it, it was very important to me to try to help be part of a greater conversation on how we might go towards solving it. Okay. Now, how long has the Workforce Housing Task Force been meeting now? About eight months. About eight months. Eight months. Okay. So tell me, what effect does housing affordability and availability have on local businesses? Do you want to start with that, Greg? Well, I, I think it has a, a significant impact on businesses. Um, you know, if you if people, especially what I see, people that work with us that don't live in James City County or don't live within 10 or 15 miles of James City County, they don't shop here. They don't consume goods here. Their children don't go to school here. Uh, they, they come in, they work, they go back to the town they live in. And I think that that has a drastic effect on people. Can you, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that I think 
the the impact on that also is the stress the employee feels because they're not able to, to live here. They, they're looking at a longer commute mm-hmm. and they're also worried about their child if they're not in Williamsburg, James City County Schools and say they're in, in Newport News and they're not able to be there if the child should get sick. So there's so many additional stressors mm-hmm. by not being able to, to work and live in your community. And we want to be able to, to work through that. I think that's really important mm-hmm. and I, I'm glad that you brought that up. Well, I think that's a good point. I, I think that they don't feel vested in where they work. They work here, but they truly aren't vested in the community because of all the reasons that Ruth just mentioned. Do you have an estimate of how many employees that work for Williamsburg Landing do not live in the county? Over 55% of them don't live in the county. Goodness. And they're taking the interstate, I'm assuming. They're taking a ferry. Some are taking the ferry. Some are taking the interstate. We have uh, teammates that come all the way from Richmond on a daily basis. That's a long day. That is a long day. That is a very long day. And I will tell you just a story on the way to the affordable housing task force meeting on Tuesday, I stopped into a business to have a service performed to my car and they were not open and they were not open because the managers and the employees were coming from Newport News. And I don't know whether or not you're aware, but on Tuesday morning, there was a tractor trailer that jackknifed Mm -hmm. and shut down 64 for a time. So right there, that's an economic impact not only for the community, uh, for services, but for those employees. Um, probably the hourly employees were missing pay, right. you know, and so right there in itself tells you the day-to-day impact something like that can have on us. I think that's so interesting that you mentioned that because we, we probably had 15 to 20 people that were late getting to work that day mm-hmm. for that very reason. Right. Now, Ruth, do you know the percentage of county employees that don't live here? I I don't. That's a great question, though, and I'm glad that you asked that because that's something I think we should talk about at one of our task force meetings. I would like to know that, too. Okay. And, um, you know, I know there's school teachers. I know Mm -hmm. there's there's police officers that, um, first responders Mm -hmm. uh, across the board that are not able to live in the community necessarily or they have to live further out where the uh, prices are a little lower. Mm-hmm. You know, home prices in James City County, it's, we're very proud of the fact that we have a high value. And I, and I don't want to dismiss that at all. Right. Because that's very important to our economy as well. But we have to think also, you know, what does that mean to someone that's not making, you know, I think uh, that Vaughn shared with, with us the other day, excuse me, that, you know, you have to have like, like an income of $96,000 a year to be able to buy a medium-priced home in this area. That's a lot of That's money. That's a lot of mm-hmm. money. Yes. So, uh, you know, something to think about. And every job is important, uh, especially someplace like the landing. Right. right. And as our population changes here in the county, we have to really recognize those jobs. And if we want them done for us and we want to have good quality people, this is something we really need to tackle. And I'm really appreciative that the county wanted to take this on. Well, in regards to retention of employees, there are city and county governments where some of our employees live. I'm sure that there are adult care facilities in the communities where they live. Is it difficult to convince people that it's worth the time to drive 
an hour to get to work when there's something possibly right around the corner? Does that affect your retention? Oh, absolutely. I, I think recruitment for us is not an issue. We can recruit. The retention is the difficult issue because, as you mentioned, if, an, if another provider, life plan community or long-term care community, let's say they increase our hourly wage by tw- 25 cents. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have people that will leave for 25 cents. It's not really for the 25 cents. It's the fact that they're spending money to drive here right. every day and uh, the other issues that we talked about. So our issue is really more on the retention side and what can we do to keep people. And and certainly if we had the ability for them to live within James City County, it would help them and it definitely would help the businesses, I believe. So, and I think, you know, you look at someone like the Williamsburg Landing who's been such a good partner for the county and everything they do is top notch. Mm-hmm. You know, you look well, at their facility you. I that. and <laughs> absolutely mean that. And and so we need to try to help them solve that and do and do what we can do as a community. And I think we have a, you know, the good thing about our, the task force is we have a, a very good mix of people right. that are, are trying to work through this issue. So yeah, I think too, when we talk about that, when we talk about housing at the task force and at Williamsburg Landing, the connotation of, you know, affordable housing, what kind of people are going to live there? These are hardworking people that so, come every day that, you know, whether it be at Williamsburg Landing or in the service industry or whatever, and provide a, a wonderful service to people. So I think people need to think about the fact that when you say affordable housing, that connotation might not be true to what people perceive it to be. And I think that's a message we need to continue to get out. And I, and I think you're absolutely right. And I know that one thing that we've now broken up into some different committees and and I'm on land use with some of the other task force members. And, you know, we were talking about really looking at different ways that, that we might be able to solve this in a creative way, looking at what some other communities have done, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. I hope maybe we can do a podcast about that Absolutely. later on. But, you know, there may be some retrofitting that goes on uh, with some, if where there's vacant shopping centers, mm-hmm. you know, uh, do we go up? Uh, do we do something different there? Do we look at old hotels? You know, what are some different things that we can do to solve this? But these are people that want to be good neighbors. Right. And uh, they have every right to be able to live in the community where they work. And so, you know, we need to try to solve that. Would you say that affordable housing has then an impact on our quality of life here in the community? Well, I think it does because I think we want to make sure that we, as I said earlier, Mm -hmm. I think we want to make sure we have a diverse community. That's what makes us so unique. You know, we are a really neat place to live, James City County. And then if you look at the surrounding areas with the college and, you know, we're right next to York. I mean, we just offer so much. And I think the more people that you get in here of various backgrounds, I think is, is better for our community overall. And I would agree. And I think people that I talk to, they would love to live here for, for all of the reasons that Ruth just mentioned and all the things James City County and the surrounding areas have to offer. And they hear people talk about it who live here, but they can't take advantage of it. And I think that it's something that we need to continue working for. Ruth, specifically for you, what effect does affordable housing have on the county's ability to attract businesses to our area? Well, I think it's it's one of the number one things because when a new business comes in here, they want to make sure that they're, this is a place that their employees are going to be able to live for all of the reasons that Greg mentioned, right. for reliability, you know, and we have an outstanding school system. That's one of our best economic drivers, but it's not going to do somebody a whole lot of good if they can't 
live here and put their their children there. Right. So, you know, it has a big impact on us attracting new business. And the more affordable housing that we have and that we're able to show prospective businesses and their employees, the better it is for the county. And I, I think not just new business, but expanding existing businesses. We just finished a major renovation expansion project, and people are probably aware we per- just purchased another 15 and a half acres. If we can't have the, the teammates to help provide the service, what are we going to do with that? Why, are we, why would we expand if we if we're having difficulty retaining and keeping the staff that we have for what we currently provide? And that, that makes it very difficult for expansion plans. All right. Well, let's look into the future. It's been a year. Let's say the Workforce Housing Task Force is wrapping up their work. What is it that you are seeing that has changed in our community? Well, first, I think the acknowledgement that that there is an issue. I I think the work that the committee is doing and the groundwork that we're doing to bring forth the notice that that there is an issue. I think that that's very viable. When I first thought about applying for this task force, the one thing I didn't want to have happen, and I I don't want to speak for the rest of our committee members, I didn't want to get involved in something that nothing was going to happen. Right. I think uh, everybody in our committee has been, are very busy, hardworking professionals, and I hope they feel the same way. I didn't want to just do something, create a white paper and pass it and nothing happens. So what I'm hoping is that the work that we're doing um, moves along as it should, and uh, I think that we'll have some very strong recommendations, and I hope that we'll be able to adopt them. I think we will. Uh, Public awareness, I think, is the first step. Now, Ruth, you're in an interesting position because the recommendations from the task force will be coming to you on the board. So what are you seeing? So I think in a year, I think we are really going to have to take a look as a board of supervisors. And when I mentioned earlier about going up and we may have to look at density and those type of things, we may have to be a different way of thinking than we've done in the past here. And, you know, there's been some talk about permitting and and all of this has a role that it plays when it comes to affordable housing. And so it then becomes on us, the Board of Supervisors, to make sure that we make this a living document and we do what we're supposed to do to help move things forward. Because if we get entrenched in old ideas and not willing to listen to the task force and listen to Vaughn and try to move forward here, then then we could very well be stuck. So, so my hope is in a year we are really working through this in a variety of ways and we're making some progress. And I also think that not just the the county government and and the board of supervisors, but also the businesses, we have to think different, and we have to play a bigger part, maybe than what we've played in the past, because it won't just take one entity to solve this. Everybody's going to have to partner up and uh, and do what they can to to make this issue a reality and and bring it forth to where I think we all want it to be. Absolutely. All right. Anything else you'd like to add? I appreciate you having us. I think this is a really important topic. I would urge anyone listening, my contact information is on the James City County homepage, and I'd love to hear any ideas that anybody might have or some past experiences. So, I, I echo that sentiment. I, I'm open to people, suggestions, comments, reach out. I'm more than happy to talk about this with anybody who'd like to chat about it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for having us. Well, thank you both for being here. For our listeners, if you want to get any additional information about the work of the Workforce Housing Task Force, you can visit the county's website at jamescitycountyva.gov forward slash WHTF. Renee, I want to speak to that. There are some great resources. 
And we have members of the task force that are willing to come out and talk to groups and from book clubs to service organizations to HOAs. You know, we would love to get the message out and and talk to people and and show statistics. So, you know, please reach out and and go on to that website and and see some, some really useful information. Well, again, thank you both so much for joining us today. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. You can find us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on the county's website, jamescitycountyva.gov forward slash podcast, where you'll be able to find all of our past episodes, as well as a comment form that you can take a second to complete Let us know what you like, what you wish we could change, or if you have any future topics that you would like for us to cover. So again, thank you so much, and we'll talk with you next week.